What if everything came with a free Star Wars audiobook from Audible? Like at the cantina. I'll take a half-calf spotchka. Lightweight. Here's your free audiobook download for Master and Apprentice from Audible. Or getting your pod racer serviced. My pod racer needs upgrades to the coupling and stabilizer. And here's your free audiobook download for Resistance Reborn from Audible. Life in the galaxy doesn't work that way, but there is one place you can go where you can get a free Star Wars audiobook from Audible. And that's utini.com slash audible. Click the Audible logo and start your 30-day free trial, which includes a free audiobook download. So visit utini.com slash audible and get your free Star Wars audiobook download today. Hey, I'm Alex Segura, author of Poe Dameron Freefall, and you are listening to The Living Force. Welcome to the Living Force Podcast. Be mindful of the Living Force, young Padawan. A Utini production. Felt a great disturbance in the Force. Episode number 70, The State of the Star Wars Fandom. Force is with me, and I am with the Force. On this episode, Emmy nominations and awards for Star Wars projects. I feel the Force. We've got new book reviews. The Force is with you, young Skywalker. You are not a Jedi yet. And the Utini team takes inventory of all the Star Wars projects on the horizon. I'm one with the Force. The Force is with me. And now, here are your hosts. Dr. Corey Helton, Eric Eilerson, Dr. Charles Henkel, and Wes Jenkins. Utini! Woo! All right! What is up, everyone? Welcome to the brand new Living Force. I am your host, Eric Eilerson, and if... You are just joining us for the first time tonight. I'm going to introduce you to some of my friends. I am joined tonight by the doctors themselves. First, we have Dr. Corey Helton, who is totally calm and not anxious. What's up, dude? (laughs) (laughs) Check my pulse. Check my pulse. It's all working. It's working. Oh, the happy Anakin boy himself is here. We also have Dr. Charles Hankel. How you doing, man? Hello there. A little calmer than Corey. A little uh, less to do this week. No roundtable. So I'm here to just chill, man. I'm here to have a good time. <laughs> just having a good time. <laughs> oh, perfect. Well, we are also joined by the man behind the keys, the guy that has already made, I think, 17 different video changes in the show, Wes Jenkins. What's up, dude? What's up, everyone? This is my first run at uh, switching from scene to scene, so we'll see if I get to keep my job. Well, scene to see... If that happens, boom! Um, so <laughs> if you are new to reading Star Wars books, guys, welcome. You have found one of the most inclusive and positive fan communities in the history of this and any galaxy. If you're new, you got to check out utini.com where we got reviews, we got reading guides, and everything you need to dive into and explore the Star Wars expanded universe, canon and legends both. We got a vibrant online community, which you can join by heading over to utini.com slash discord and a Patreon jam-packed with hours of extra content at patreon.com slash utini. We host this brand new, very beautiful, orange-tinted live show on Twitch every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. And the audio podcast is released on Thursdays for our patrons, Fridays on iTunes. Thank you so much for joining us this Monday evening. Gentlemen, how are we doing? How are our weeks going? Uh, they're going. It's going. Today was uh, today was day one of a new rotation for me, so you know it's going good. I, I got to the I got to the clinic this morning, and uh, never gonna give you up was playing over the uh, <laughs> radio station. I don't know what that meant, but uh, you know, you got Rickrolled at work. 
<laughs> literally at work i did well that's that's nice charles are you any did you get rickrolled at work is your rotation equally memeable I did not get Rickrolled today. I'm on like one of my chill rotations where it's like a bunch of lectures and like workshops and some clinic thrown in there. So I'm chilling, man. August is a good month. Um, Mickey next month. Not going to be so good, but that's okay. We're going to get through. Ah, uh, yeah. My, Nick, Nick, yeah, same. I mean, that's tough <laughs> for me too. Uh, <laughs> I'm, uh, I am having a little easier week. I did a couple. I got a new tattoo this week, which I yeah. showed y'all. Um, here, if you're on the video chat, I'm gonna try to see if I can get this on the video. There it is. Oh, you were really supposed sick. to wear a sleeveless tee for us. Eric. I know, man. I screwed up, but I got my my beautiful, my pride and joy, the Millennium that Falcon, right there. The and this is and this is a henna <laughs> tattoo, right? Like it'll last like probably like a couple weeks. Oh no! Right. I messed up. <laughs> uh no it's it's a uh, it's by a great artist named kelsey moore she's at ash and ivory tattoo in chicago so if you want an awesome star wars tats her waiting list is like two years long but she's great um and one more plug for myself uh me and a couple friends released a new project today called the vanishing act which is an audio drama much like dr afra that we released on any podcast players. So if you want to hear me do non-Star Wars things, it's a satirical radio drama about a magician in 1930s Germany. And that's the fun pitch. So Dude, I play a bunch of characters. Yeah. Sweet, Basically man. Hamilton is what I heard. Basically right? Hamilton, so. yes. I'm, I'm in Hamilton, Hamilton is what I'm saying. <laughs> I, have a, um, I have another like small uh, kind of related to Star Wars update this week, Eric. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, Yesterday, a good buddy of mine came over and uh, we played Axis and Allies. Uh, yes. Which was super fun. It's a it's a really fun game. It's very interesting how that – you guys know how much of World War II buff I am. Like That game plays out like – World War II actually does. Like, it's not possible to make strategic decisions that are not real because it's just the way the world is shaped. Uh, For a second, anyway, I so- thought you were going to say, it plays out like World War II actually happened. And I'm like, Corey, we need to talk. Get offline. <laughs> <laughs> that's, not, that's a different podcast. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. So that was quite the quite the tangent. But I got to play with my new game table. You guys know I have that really sweet game table that like drops down a couple of inches, which is pretty cool. Um, and it got me all, I got like all into, all into uh, board games. So like, um, I'm currently having a manic episode where I'm like reading about board games. I'm like watching YouTube videos about board games. And yesterday I finally pulled the trigger. I've been trying to buy this game for literally a year and I bought rebellion. Um, yes, like, dude. It's to, so good. To, I know. I'm so excited because it's expensive. It's like $75. Yeah. It's a really expensive board game, mm-hmm. but it is in the top 10. It's number eight on, uh, on uh, I think it's BoardGameGeeks.com, like their top ten of all time or whatever. It's it's number eight on the list. So I pulled the trigger yesterday. Finally, it's like huge. It's like double the size of a Monopoly board. Like it's enormous. So I can't wait. Um, I'm gonna play that. So people in the in the chat are kind of telling us that it's a good game too. Yeah. I wanted Outer Rim also, but like I pulled the trigger on Rebellion first. So man, uh, so all y'all that work uh, for you, Teeny, in the chat as well as Charles and Wes, you know what this means. In in two weeks, we're gonna get a Slack message that says, "Guys, we're making a board game." Um, and, I, and we're going to have eight new channels all about it. I'm very excited. Board game, live stream, let's all play Rebellion. Like, like I'll just, like, I'll sit at the table, I'll be the only one there, and I'll just move your pieces for you. I think that's how it goes, right? Exactly. Well, I'm glad that you got to do that. That sounds fun. Uh, Rebellion's legit, super fun, and I know that a lot of people have played both the board game and then, like, the PC game it was based on, like, back in the 90s, I think. Um, but yeah, that's freaking awesome. In other Star Wars news, y'all, did you hear... 
That's Star Wars. The very first ever Star Wars live-action television show got nominated for Best Drama at the freaking Emmys. That's yes. crazy. Yo! Oh, Along with, That's like, crazy. 14 other things, right? Like, yeah! It yes. got, like, 15 Emmy nominations, including Best Guest Actor for Giancarlo Esposito as Moff Gideon, uh, who's yeah. Funko, I think, is arriving on Wednesday for me. Uh, but, yeah, like... Huge shout out to Mandalorian. Resistance also got nominated for Best Children's Program for the second year in a row. Uh, it has two seasons only, so it can only be two. But Star Wars cleaning up, and I kind of love that, you know? Like, we love Star Wars. We get sci-fi awards. But anytime there's, like, Emmys and Oscars, I'm like, oh, awesome. I get very happy about that. So congrats to, to all the Mandalorian creators that listen to the show. We love you. Um, an additional... Award news, Dr. Afra, the comic, won Outstanding Comic at the GLAAD Award, which celebrated LGBTQ queer representation in media. It got the best comic, like, in the, all of the awards, which is... Wow. Yeah. I know. Pretty, Afra's having a moment, a big, guys. That's a big accomplishment for a Star Wars book. That doesn't... That's never happened before, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. I love that, especially at a time when we've talked a lot about representation pushing forward in the media. It's cool to see that it's also really, really good content. On the other hand, y'all, that's good news. Um, we got a little delay this week announced in Star Wars Bookland. Um, the Mandalorian novel got announced less than two months ago and was going to come out in December, November-ish. Uh, it is now going to come out in fall of 2021. Yeah. That's, it's not insignificant, I think. I don't know. Uh, Char- <laughs> Charles, what do you think is, is behind... This. I know we don't play a speculation game. Publishing happens, but is there anything about this specific uh, delay that made you question anything? Because it was so long. Yeah, I mean, this is this is not the norm, you know, and it and it is the norm to have delays, uh, right. especially with everything going on with coronavirus. But not like, yeah, we'll see you in a year. Like that's <laughs> there's something substantial going on. Who knows what it is. Um, my only hope is that it means we get a better product at the end. I'm willing to wait, you know, as long as we need to, to make sure that these stories are as good as they can be. No question. No question. And, and I'm sure that the content is going to be higher. The quality of the content is going to be high. Forgive me. And we will keep you abreast of any other kind of delays that we have. But heads up for that. Um, another thing, I wanted to give a quick shout out to all our listeners in the podcast realm, if you don't hang out with us on Monday nights, that's cool. We miss you. Okay, that's the mom guilt. But uh, everyone else that <laughs> downloads the podcast, I did a little dive into our analytics the other day, y'all. And we are have over 21,000 listens in our history as a show. That's a lot. That's mind-blowing. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Considering that I assume it was like my mom and four other people listening to the show. So... Thank you all. That means a lot. Like that's super cool that you love this thing we do. With like twenty one grand, wow. That's a, it is a lot. Yeah, it's a huge accomplishment to get. I don't know. I feel like crossing into the triple. What is that? Triple? No, no. You can Five get there. Digits. Quintuple digits. digits. Quintuple, Quintuple digits, digits. Is, a, is a big deal. Like yeah, I don't know. yeah. Very happy about that. So thank you guys so much. We appreciate you all the way. Speaking of people, we want to thank Patreon. Oh boy. Do we have a lot of updates coming in? I'm going to hit a couple uh, episodes that we've released recently, and then Corey is going to give a brand new kind of, uh, what do we call it, structure to our Patreon that's coming up, and then Charles has a special announcement about Patreon as well. 
So first, we want to welcome back William Bragg, who rejoined our Patreon. Thank you so much for your continued support. We appreciate it so much. In terms of content, Lightspeed Skipping Episode 3, our Wild Wild West random show, uh, is up. It's a fun show. We pick a random book, a random page. We riff on it for about 45 minutes. I won't tell you the book this week, but it was um, different in quality than the last ones, which was fun. Uh, Legends Look Back last week released a Paradise Snare episode by AC Crispin. Some people in the Discord have called it the best episode of Look Legends Look Back ever. I don't say that because I was on the show. I say that because Charlie was on the show. Uh, so definitely <laughs> go check that out. And if you haven't listened to Ghost Crew, the show that Charlie and I do together about Rebels, you gotta listen to her on Legends Look Back because she's freaking ridiculously intelligent and awesome. Speaking of the Ghost Crew... I'm going to announce officially season two of the Ghost Crew Patreon show will be starting back up August 12th, Wednesday. Um, that's going to be at our Inquisitorious level. Remember, though, season one is currently unlocked for all $5 patrons and below, so you can binge it all and bump up to the next level if you want the new season. A quick shout-out as well to Kanja Book Club, our Discord live show where they've been talking about Ahsoka recently on their live shows. It has been really freaking great. Shout-out to you guys. They're starting Revenge of the Sith, the novelization, this coming Saturday on Discord at 4 p.m. Eastern. So make sure you go into our Discord. They have a live chat channel where Adam, Patrick, and Timothy are talking about the book. You can listen in, write in comments. It's really freaking cool. It's basically a live Discord book club. So really freaking loving that show. Um, you guys got to check that out. And we also have some huge, huge, it's written as huge in caps like on the outline, changes coming to Patreon. Corey, <laughs> what is going on uh, in all of our exclusives? Yes, yeah, so we do have a bunch of cool stuff uh, coming to Patreon, and I'm not going to reveal everything here, but I do want to just kind of give everybody a heads up to some really big changes that are coming to Patreon uh, on September 1st. We have a whole bunch of new perks, a bunch of new shows even coming to Patreon, behind-the-scenes looks. Uh, we're sort of like changing up the tier structure. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, Tim on our team, who used to be a patron, he has an inside look at Patreon because he used to be a patron, has completely rebuilt our Patreon strategy, and it's absolutely incredible. So uh, if you've ever been on the fence about uh, jumping on Patreon, now is absolutely the time to do it. There's going to be big discounts on merch. One of our tiers may even get you some free merch every single month, which is pretty rad. Uh, so a lot of really cool stuff. Be on the lookout for that. Um, uh, September 1st is when that's going on. And we're going to be, if you're, if you're in our higher tiers, our, uh, uh, Alliance high council, uh, our Alliance and the Jedi high council tiers. If you're in one of those, uh, we're going to be reaching out to you personally in the next couple of days to kind of walk you through what the process is going to look like, how we can like kind of personally help you guys get changed over to the new stuff. And uh, we'll kind of go from there. So that's all going to be really, really cool. Um, so outside of that, we do have a new fun thing coming to the podcast. Uh, we're going to start doing a Patreon of the week. So Charles, I think you have a bit of a announcement or sort of a bit of a walkthrough of kind of how this is going to work. Yeah. So shout out to Timothy again on the team for coming up with this great idea. But basically, yeah, we're going to start having a, a Patreon of the week. So we love all of our patrons here at the Living Force. And each week we kind of want to give one of you a special shout out. So it's kind of our way of saying thank you and uh, giving back a little bit of our time to you um, since it's you guys that make this entire show and everything over at ETNE possible. So um, to that end, we're going to be unveiling this new segment uh, called Patron of the Week, and we want to feature you if you are one of our patrons. Um, it's going to be here on the show. We're going to put some stuff on our social media pages. We're going to have some more details for you guys 
pretty soon, but essentially we want you to either send in like a two to three minute long video or just an audio segment, or even if you don't want to do any of that stuff, a written paragraph that we can read here on the show. Um, Tell us where you're from, who you are, how you got into Star Wars, all those good things. Anything that you want to throw out there, we would love to feature it here on the show, just as our way of giving back and saying thankful, uh, thank you, uh, because you guys are all part of the Utini family, and we want to share with everyone else how awesome each and every one of you are that we get to interact with on a regular basis. So keep an eye out. More stuff to come. Yeah, that is, that's a project that... Um Timothy and Corey brought to us this week, and I, I agree. I couldn't be more excited to do it because this show is so much about the community. We've been able to build with it. Like all of you that are chatting along with us as we go, it, it warms our hearts being able to talk with you, and every comment is felt. Uh, so we want to we share the love back. So keep an eye out on Patreon is where we'll be announcing all that. So get ready for that. Corey, can you talk about, about the updates we've had on Utini itself? This has been a freaking huge week, and we have a huge week coming up as far as content goes. What do we got? Yes, we have had a really big week at Utini. We have a couple uh, new reviews up. There's both a Dark Legends video uh, on YouTube featuring Emma Park, so thanks for that, Emma, and a full-length review. Uh, Erica, did you write the Dark Legends I did. review this time? I did nice, write uh, that. That was me. Right. I wrote nice, it. Nice. My words. <laughs> I did it. Okay, enough of that. Yeah, uh, yeah so there's a, there's a new uh, new uh, full-length review on utini.com for Dark Legends, the new George Mann book. We did get to interview George Mann a couple weeks ago on the show. Last week, I think, actually, yeah. um, was a lot of fun. If you Make sure you check that out if you haven't already. Uh, we also, Emma has had a busy couple weeks here. She also has Ooh. a new Queen's Peril video review out, um, as well as a Free Fall review video out, both of those on YouTube. Um, I think, uh, did the Free Fall video come out? That'll be coming out, uh, technically tomorrow is Poe Dameron Freefall release day, so on release day, if you're listening to this audio-wise, the video and the written review are out. If you're watching live, look forward to that tomorrow. Yeah, that's uh, Wednesday the 5th, if you're listening to the recording of this, um, and also the full, as always, the full written review on utini.com should be up uh, then as well. Uh, a couple new video guides, uh, well, big guides, we, we do these huge guides on utini.com, it draws a lot of folks to our website. Um, and we have the Ultimate Guide to Legends up this week. Uh, Carl wrote that one. It's a full, like, almost 3,000-word article on uh, Star Wars Legends. If you've ever been on the fence about jumping into Star Wars Legends, this is a fantastic resource to use. It walks through kind of the big differences uh, between canon and Legends, some of the best content in Legends, how to get started reading Legends. It's a fantastic guide. And we have the video accompanying that that Nathan did on, uh, on YouTube as well. Um, and we also have, in case you missed it, last week, uh, Jake on our team did a full comics guide video. So if you've ever thought about diving into comics, and um, it, the, the project this week, I think, were interesting because uh, folks' passion really came through, I think, in these Oh, man, guides. absolutely. I, I think you agree. Like, Jake is super into comics. Emma was super into the Queen's Peril and the Poe Dameron stuff. So um, I, think, uh, I think this content has been some of the best of both of them have created. It's been fantastic. Um, the last piece of content we'll mention that came out this week is there's a new reading collection on utini.com about the uh, the solo twins, right? So uh, in in Legends, um, Han and Leia get married and they have children, uh, Jaina, Jason, and Anakin, and um, uh, they they have crazy adventures and there's a lot of really cool Legends content about them. There's a new guide up on the site all about the solo twins there, so that'll be exciting. Yeah, always, always so much stuff coming out uh, each week. And I got to say, for the video team itself, I am especially so 
impressed with everything they're outputting. It's fun because that's like the one part of Utini that I'm not really in the slack all the time. I'm not really um, in it as much as I am the other parts of Utini. So it's been fun for me to experience it with all of you guys, like seeing how Nathan put together that Legends Guide, which is his first major video, and then Jake and Emma, of course, continuing to create, continuing to build. And I really think it complements everything else on the site super well. So if you're not subscribed, also we're going to do that right now. Subscribe to the Utini YouTube channel, like and subscribe, all that jazz. Um, you'll get all the alerts about all that content, and you're going to get that uh, whenever they do produce it. Um, also, we have a lot of updates to this show, uh, but because we like to make stuff for you guys, we just love it so much. We did have some new books coming out. We do have some new books coming out. So with that, naturally, we got to have some new merch, right, Corey? Am I correct yes, in that? Yes, we, we absolutely do have some new merch, which we are excited to um, reveal on the show, uh, which is uh, Jose has been super busy behind the scene. Um, oh, looks like we got a new follower there. Uh, thank you for the follow. Appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, yes, we do have uh, some really sweet merch uh, coming out soon that Jose has been um, behind the scenes working on. So this stuff is all going to be exclusive to our patrons for a little while. Then we'll release it to the public. Um, but you can check this stuff out. So um, actually, let's see here. Wes, do you want to go ahead and throw over the uh, screen cap? Yeah, yeah. So this is one of the cool new designs we have coming oh. up here. Um, this is the Utini Tropical Evaporator, as we are calling it. Um, and it looks absolutely incredible. Uh, I'm really happy with this. He just came up with this like totally on a whim. And like I'm jacked about it. And this. it's There's tank top male... season. I mean, it is yes. hot as it is hot as Mustafar in Chicago, at least. So this yes, is the perfect totally. tank for right now. Absolutely, absolutely. And there are both men and women versions of this tank top, too, which it looks awesome. I'm, like, so pleased with this thing. Um, it looks super sick. Uh, we also have a new friend of the show um, line of shirts, which are pretty cool, uh, kind of featuring the Utini stuff. Um, one of the tiers in our new Patreon layout is going to have uh, – you're going to get this shirt for free. So that's pretty cool. Um, get that. And then lastly – Announcing for the first time on this show, you guys know we always do a, uh, a, a shirt design that goes with a new book review. And for the Freefall, uh, Poe Dameron Freefall book that's coming out, we have uh, Spice Runner, which looks really sick. It's got this sort of uh, kind of Tatooine-looking mountains in the background. It says Spice Runner on it. It's pretty, pretty sleek. So this is kind of an honor of uh, Poe Dameron. Um, and we're excited to reveal all of those here on the show today. Absolutely. And I see in the chat there, uh, Paul Matthews just asked about Thrawn merch. Well, my friend, Thrawn Alliance's Chaos Rising is definitely coming out next month. So uh, you can bet we will have some sweet, totally not IP, uh, what is it, illegal merch uh, coming out uh, based on that book. So so stay tuned. Joxie, this stuff is amazing. Could not be better. Um, Corey, is that, is that it for merch? Do we cover everything? Yeah, one last thing to kind of reveal about our merch is we're kind of in honor of um, the Spice Runner shirt that's coming out. If you use the code FREEFALL, you can get free shipping from Teespring. So um, make sure you use the code FREEFALL, F-R-E-E-F-A-L-L, and we're going to run that for the next couple weeks. Uh, Jose will have to tell me what the exact date is. I think we're doing it for at least two weeks, though, um, the FREEFALL free shipping code. So use that. Awesome. Yeah, so once the, once, uh, the video catches up to the chat, Jose, I know you're watching right now, dude. Go ahead and tell us how long that code is going to be good for. Speaking of upcoming books, everyone, Star Wars books have been releasing at a breakneck speed, and the ones coming up lately. As a reminder, last week we had Star Wars Dark Legends by George Mann. That was July 28th. Tomorrow, Tuesday, August 4th, we have Poe Dameron Freefall. 
Later on this month, August 25th, we have The Clone Wars, Stories of Dark and Light. That's the anthology collection. September 1st, we have Thrawn Ascendancy, Chaos Rising. And November 10th, we have From a Certain Point of View, Empire Strikes Back. So we do have a bit of a gap later on, but come on. You got to catch up on these books. And you know you've always wanted to start the new Jedi Order. Or that's I'm projecting. That's what I want to do. So get all those <laughs> books right now at utini.com. Look at the new release page. Go to the book profiles. Use our affiliate links. Order these books. Day of, you can be in the conversation. All right. Book reviews! Everyone, it has been so long since we've done book reviews because we've done so many roundtables. Charles, how are you holding up this week without doing a roundtable, man? You okay? I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. So. You know, I, I think I've shunted all of my stress onto Corey I think you this did. week. Yeah, so. That's right. I don't know, man. I'm feeling pretty relaxed. I'll have to start drinking again. So. Yeah, it's because of the wine. That'll do it. Uh, but I did want to add in uh, more book reviews than normal because, guys, you have all been so great on Utini going to find your books. You've been rating them, reviewing them. We've been seeing a lot. So we're going to feature four of them on this show. I'll read the first one from Molson Man 86 reviewed Bloodline by Claudia Gray, gave it five stars, saying, I really enjoyed this book. The inner workings of the New Republic and the stark division that is developed in the Senate is so intriguing. I love the evolution of Leia and the Ransom relationship, and at the moment of betrayal, I was shocked. I would highly recommend this book for any fan of Leia. Claudia Gray, you rock. That's an official Utini endorsement of Claudia Gray. Thank you. Five stars, Bloodline. I think a highly um, under-discussed book, I would say, as far as the new canon goes. Absolutely love that one. Um, let's see. Corey, do you want to take the second one from Adam T? Yes. Adam T reviewed Aftermath by Chuck Windig and gave this book five stars. Um, and uh, <laughs> um, he said, Aftermath was the first canon book I read, and it's the first canon book I've reread for one simple reason. It's awesome. The story feels a bit legendy without legend, legendy, legendy, legends. It is like legends. It, it is like <laughs> legends. Feels a bit legendy without the peak legends craziness, but ties into the new canon timeline perfectly. I love seeing a glimpse of a galaxy in upheaval following the destruction of the second Death Star, and I think Windig did a fantastic job betraying the reactions from a cross-section of the galaxy's inhabitants. The introduction and return of some awesome characters was welcome, and I always enjoy any story with Wedge in it. I both enjoyed and was a little distracted by the interludes. The ability to see differing reactions from many different characters was great, but occasionally the timing felt like it interrupted the main story, which would make it difficult to follow. But overall, that didn't detract too much from the overall brilliance of this novel. It's pretty good. Pretty accurate, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. Aftermath is one of those I know a lot of people are starting to reread based on some Mandalorian rumors. So, uh, yeah, five stars for that. Charles, would you take the next review that is actually about a book that it was just recently uh, looked at, at on Legends? Was re- wow. Nope. Nope. Charles. Hey, buddy. <laughs> Do you want to take the next one, which is a book hey. that was recently featured on Legends Look Back? Yes, and a favorite of mine, Tyler reviewed X-Wing Wedge's Gamble by Michael Stackpole. Gave it four stars, and he said Stackpole does an amazing job of making you feel like you're in the cockpit for every dogfight he writes. I also enjoyed the character moments in this book. The camaraderie of the rogues, the leadership of Wedge, the political back and forth between Admiral Akbar and Borsk Felia, the romantic relationship between Corrin and many characters... <laughs> The only negative element I have is how it leaves you wanting more about the elements of the story that don't finish in this book. Obviously, this is the second book in a series, but there's a pretty important B-plot that leaves the reader hanging. 
Which is very true. Great endorsement. This series as a whole has a lot of really good cliffhanger endings and leads you right into the next book. So I'm assuming that you are uh, picking up what Kratos uh, Trap. I think the right? Kratos yeah. Trap next. I think. Yeah. yeah. So thanks. Do you Tyler. guys like that? I want to. I want to ask you when you're reading a book series that you know is going to be a series. Do you mind if there's like a bunch of loose threads because you know you're getting more, or do you actually want a little more of a concise book with each book you get? I've always been a huge fan of the series, personally. In fact, back when I was, like, before I knew all you guys, before I started Utini, back when I was a kid reading Star Wars books, like, I would exclusively choose books that were, like, series Mm -hmm. books. Like, I didn't want to read the standalone books. I only wanted to read series books because I loved that continuous story. Yeah. Yeah. I'm down with that. Give me series as well. We, We... it's nice when they're legend series and i know i can pick the next one up literally right. five seconds after i close right. this one of my you know it sucks a little bit more when there's a year to one wait of my, uh, one of my friends uh emily actually if, if you're listening to this uh emily actually told me a while back that uh star wars books are, are like the series that never ends and that's why it's yeah. so much fun because like just as a whole like it all ties together so nicely it's just like there's never there's always more to read, which is yeah. wild. Well, that's one of the crazy things about the X-Wing series also. Like, we, we, we can get the, the whole series. I actually ordered the whole series recently. It should be here Wednesday, I hope. But even when they were being published, they were being published like six months out of each other. Like, Stackpole and Alston wrote those things like they were on fire. So, uh, great review there. I want to end the reviews, y'all, with something the chat has been waiting for. I know. Paul Matthews. He reviewed Galaxy of Fear number two, City of the Dead, by John Whitman. (laughs) Gave it four stars and says the following. Very bad things happen. As a junior novel, there are the usual tropes uh, and scares, but with a little Star Wars magic. It's Boba Fett. We get Boba Fett. If you're familiar (laughs) with the usual Goosebumps storyline, you won't find many surprises. But it is a fun tale of what scary things could happen in the Star Wars galaxy. And Boba Fett fights zombies. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I have never read a Galaxy of Fear book. Have you guys read those? No. Absolutely yeah, not. I have not read a Galaxy. That's like, that is a little bit before my time. I never read any of the Galaxy of Fear books, but I never read any of the Goosebumps either. I did. So. I only did a couple. Um, but no, Galaxy of Fear was never my. You never read Goosebumps? No, man. Uh, <laughs> but if you are listening and wondering oh. what in the world Paul was doing reviewing Galaxy of Fear number two, City of the Dead, I believe this was brought up in an assembly chat, which has become a new weekly feature in the Discord on Wednesday evenings uh, that all, all the Discord members can jump into a voice chat and just talk about anything you want. It can be Star Wars. It cannot. I know this week, Corey and I jumped in for a little while. We talked about some medicine stuff, blah, blah, blah. But... um. Apparently, Galaxy of Fear was was a popular title. It was a popular topic of conversation recently. So, thank you, Paul. You're welcome. And if you want your reviews on this show, be, be sure to look up your book, whether it's Galaxy of Fear or not, on utini.com. Scroll down to the bottom of the page, add your star rating, news review. We'll chat about it on the show. All right. Now, we are into the state of the fandom. Uh, this week, we wanted to take a little relaxing topic um, relaxing. Well, we, don't, we, well, we thought <laughs> this <there> episode might... <laughs> has been nothing if not relaxing. I am so relaxed right now. Guys. We thought there might be some technical issues, so we wanted to chat with you guys. We haven't just gotten to, to riff in a while. We've been talking about book roundtables, which I love, but I wanted to talk about some general stars with you guys. Uh, we want to talk now 
about how Star Wars is doing. There's so much stuff going on in Star Wars. So I honestly, with all the stuff we've been working around, I haven't just gotten to chat with you guys about general things in so long. So we're going to take each part of Star Wars. Guys, we have full ability this, this episode only. We can talk speculation. We can talk rumors. We can do all the usual non-living force things if we would like to. Does that sound cool? Mm, that does sound interesting. All right, man. Yeah. So first of all, movies. Um, we heard a while back we were going to get a bunch of Star Wars movies. And there was trilogies. And there was they were going to make a Knights of the Old Republic movie. And there was also <laughs> going to be a Lando movie. And all these all these things happened. But we did Kenobi hear. Kenobi movie. Kenobi movie. Kenobi movie. Oh, man. There was so much happening. But we did know, because of a Disney earnings call, there was going to be a Star Wars movie 2022. We now know officially that will not be happening. The next Star Wars film that is still untitled is delayed till 2023. Does this matter to us at all, having it moved one more year? Absolutely not. Nah. <laughs> all right, great. Moving on. No. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. This is, like, the best news ever. Like, to be honest, because between now and 2023, there's probably going to be a lot of conversations about the future. Like, yeah, if there's ever an opportunity to do the Star Wars Marvel plan, this is it. Like, yeah. That's like, what is this? Three over three? Is here two? When would they start production for the next film? Well, it's 2023. I mean, now. Let's be honest. There's, the meetings are happening now. Like as far well, sure, as scripts and directors, but as far as they, have, they, they didn't say when. I mean, do you think it'll be Christmas? Probably Christmas. I think they've learned their lesson to never release another Star Wars movie not in December. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I think they're never. That's a good point. Yeah. So <laughs> if they do it, if they do it Christmas, that's basically 2024, pretty much. Yeah. So they have basically almost four full years. There's two or three and a half years. Yeah, we have three and a half years, and I, yeah. which I think is great because. Delaying obviously is shown by all the COVID stuff now with Disney and all these places having to delay movies and like has hurt them a lot and has made them a lot like very confusing. So I think this is the best way to do it. I think that you know then they can tease announcements very slowly as Star Wars is yeah. want to do. Um, yes. You know I feel like they're like how slowly can we say who the director is? Wait three months, give a writer. So. And then three months later, yeah. fire the director and pick a new one. Great <laughs> differences. What can you say? No, but see. But this, I think, is going to be helpful in the long run because a lot of people have said, and I think we've kind of talked about this on the show before as well, that some of the downfalls of the sequel trilogy, and every movie has sure. downfalls, not yeah. hating on them at all, um, had to do with you know them getting a little rushed, getting behind schedule, not planning out as far ahead as maybe yeah. they could have. And as bad as this whole coronavirus thing is, if there could be a Star Wars silver lining, it might be that it does push these movies a little further out. And it allows that time where they don't feel rushed to push out a product. And I think the more time they take to put into these movies, the better they're going to be in the end. So I'm all for it. I mean, what's what's yeah. one year? I mean, it's all it's kind of like I feel when they talk about 2023 and 2024, it's like when you hear that, oh, this guy has $1.3 billion. Now he has $1.5 billion. I mean, in reality, <laughs> it's, that's $200 million, but it's still fake to me, you know? Like, yeah. I don't know, 2023 yeah. is not a real year? Are you kidding? It feels like it's a long ways away. I was looking at – I can't remember. I was doing something last week. I was like looking at something about from college or something, and it said like 2015 or 14 or something like that. And I was like – 
God, 2013? No, it's what it was. It was 2013. 2013 feels like a lifetime ago. And like, yeah. That was Dude, like that's the year I graduated college. And yeah. I was like, I'm going to do yeah. theater forever, and I'm not going to do nothing else for money. <laughs> and um, life has changed since then. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, we're going to be fine. Because in the meantime, y'all, we have so many amazing things coming in the TV show realm. I want to switch to that, if you all don't mind. Because... We've had some official yeah. confirmations, obviously. This month, we're supposed to get the first trailer for Mando Season 2, which is coming still this year. Um, it is still on track for, I think, October or November. I forget which month. I think October. But Allegedly. that's coming. trailer, which is a little alarming to me. I think, I think it was supposed to uh, uh, premiere at Celebration, I'd assume. So I'm going to guess yeah, end of the month. Yeah, true. Which would be cool. release it in August. Yeah. So on that note, I want to ask you guys. We've heard this rumor 18 quadrillion times. Do you think we're getting Ahsoka season two? Getting what? Ahsoka. Ahsoka in season two? Yeah. Ahsoka. Wait, was that, was that, were those rumors confirmed that this, that, that lady was playing Ahsoka Rosario Dawson. So nothing Rosario is official Dawson. unless it's on StarWars.com. Like, put that on my freaking gravestone. Put, like, yeah. I, I, I own this. But, but now I'm breaking our rules. I'm letting us go into speculation land. That's true. Yeah. Do you think that because there there was a decent amount of reporting about it, blah blah blah? Do you think it's going to happen? Uh, I don't know. I personally don't. I not definitely not like directly. I I don't think we're going to just see like live action Ahsoka. I we might hear about her. There might be some kind of tie in to her story, but I don't feel like we're just going to see her like. On screen, kicking butt again, like we did in Clone Wars. Sure. Now, right. f- follow up, Charles. If she does show up, will you get really angry on the internet and tweet about it a bunch because it's not what you what you thought was going to happen? Absolutely. Um, yes, because my opinion is the only one that matters. Great, you're a else. true Star Wars fan. Good. <laughs> that's how that's that's how you internet. <laughs> yeah, <right>? exactly. Correct. <laughs> um, I I actually think we will see Ahsoka. I think that there was. I try to avoid the rumors, but this one, I felt like there was enough validity to at least be something. I'm. I hope they do it intelligently. Yeah. I hope it's like maybe a one episode thing where like the Mando and the child are going somewhere and they're like, oh, here's the baby. And, oh, this woman can, whoever she is, can help us on this one mission maybe. I don't know. But I think it's definitely possible. Yeah. Whereas another yeah. rumor that got thrown around is something that I was shocked at how much it, it made me excited. Y'all, this freaking Lando show that got mentioned – this oh. is also a rumor, right? This is a rumor. Yeah, nothing is confirmed. Yes. Nothing is confirmed. So the only thing, just for the record, the only things that are confirmed are Cassian. Yep. And Kenobi. Yes. That's it. Yes. Um. Okay. And 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 a uh, Waika, uh Taika Waititi. Oh, Taika Waititi. I can't. Also, who the hell is Waika? Waika. Waika Tati Tawaiti. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He's got. Oh, Waiti Tahiti. That's him. Bad Batch is confirmed, the Bad Batch show. Um, and then there's a show by the yes. writer of Russian Doll. She's writing and creating a show. So, right, we, so have, we have Cassian, yep. Kenobi, yes. Bad Batch, yep. a Taika Watiti film. Yep. And allegedly, I don't think it's totally confirmed. Is the Taika thing totally confirmed? Yes, it was on StarWars.com. Taika is yeah. confirmed. And is the Ryan Johnson trilogy still confirmed? Yes, that has not been. That was confirmed. God. A while back, That's but it's a never lot been. Of stuff, guys. There are like five different <laughs> things that are all confirmed. That's impressive. Dude, there's so much, and I think that they're really. I mean, they're branching out, and I think Disney Plus is going to be the best place for that. Honestly, like that's yes. why this Lando Calrissian show rumor is got gets me so excited, 
And I usually wouldn't take this very seriously, but the guys over at Kessel Runs Transmissions were the ones who revealed it, and they've been pretty, mm -hmm. pretty good with their rumor stuff. And this makes me excited if, and I will say if, Donald Glover comes back as Lando would obviously be the reason to do it. Yeah. But I want him to be in the writer's room. I want him to be able to assemble directors. Like, he, is, he has such good taste in, like, artists based on yeah, Atlanta. Does. Yeah, based he really on does. Yeah. You think they'll make him a producer? Like, oh, uh, yeah. Make it different. Yeah. Make it a very – I don't want this show to be anything like Cassian or Kenobi or, like – No, me either. Make it unique. Make it Atlanta in space. Like, honestly, bring in a ton of black creatives to tell the Lando story. It'd be yeah, awesome. That'd be sick. That'd be very sick. I'd love that. Yeah, and I, I rewatched Solo again recently, and guys, he's a real good Lando. Like, he is a real good Lando. <laughs> I think Donald Glover is the best part of the Solo film, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. I loved him in that movie. He's, like, so utterly believable. Like, yeah. he plays him so well. It's just incredible. Yeah, I can super dig it. Cheryl's saying in the chat, I'm trying to manage my expectations, but I'm failing. I'm right there with you. We always try to manage. We're not going to get mad if it doesn't happen. But we'll be a little disappointed, uh, maybe. I, I do want to go back to the films a little bit because I think this kind of ties back into the films. Yeah. Is they've really been branching out. Like, The Mandalorian was such an enormous success, right? They've they've gone, like, it's up for all these Emmys. Like, it's been nominated for everything. Like, 15 Emmys, is that correct? Or like 14 15, Yeah, Emmys? 15 or 16, yeah. Like, oh, my 15. gosh. Nominated for, like, 15 Emmys, right? So enormous success by The Mandalorian. Arguably more success than anything else that has happened since Disney acquired Star Wars, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they've clearly proven that they can do a lot with Star Wars TV. My question is, how is the TV going to tie into the movies? Because I think it has to. I think they have really? to have a comprehensive plan that it all comes together. Mm. Honestly, maybe even better than Marvel does. Like, that has been one complaint I do have about Marvel. Mild, my, Minor complaint is sure. that there's, like, TV Marvel and there's movie Marvel. And they're virtually not the same universe i mean they are but and the tv shows reference like the crap out of the films but the films right. virtually don't talk about anything to do with the tv show and I mean, we have we have movie characters that are going to be in tv shows like cassian right? yeah so well and i think that's where star wars can kind of tease the line a bit because marvel is like telling one continuous story um and i think that star wars is kind of a little easier to go back and forth in time like cassian mm -hmm. is a prequel to rogue one Right. Obi-Wan is, is going to be a prequel to A New Hope, basically. So because sure. you're not t telling storytelling linearly, I think they can have yes. a lot more freedom not to mention the other projects. And the galaxy yeah, yeah. is and freaking now, that's huge. What, and that's kind of what I'm looking for, too, that's what I honestly. Hope. When, I, when I say there are connections between like the TV and, and the movies, I don't necessarily mean like – Oh, what's a good example? Like, we get a major character revealed in The Mandalorian, and then they're a major character in the film. Like, I don't right. really care about characters, like, in films. But, like, I would really like to see Kenobi go to the Moss Eisley Cantina in the TV show, right? Yeah. I would like to see yeah, a yeah, planet yeah. Mm -hmm. that's fully realized, like Nar Shaddaa, for example. Oh, my God, yes, on please. screen, right? What if Nar Shaddaa was introduced in a show like The Mandalorian and then is a major plot point in a movie later on, and it looks the same, like... Yeah. The streets look the same. The lights are the same. Like, and it feels like there's true continuity between the films and the in the TV shows. That's what I'm really looking for. I think I would really like to see is like a true universe that is explored both in TV and in film. I would love to see that. Oh yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. Well, and I think we're getting there because Mandalorian proved that you can get basically film quality entertainment on a TV show budget. 
And mm-hmm. that's the big thing, you know, because we're making movies, your set budget is so much bigger and all that stuff, so you can make these giant sets. But like you're saying, Corey, with Star Wars, once you make a planet, you have Disney money to build it, then just use it yeah. for a movie as well and TV. So I think that could be definitely really cool, as long as you don't have to see one to understand the other. I think that's the key. Yeah. I, yeah, I totally, I totally agree. And I think locations is really a great way to do that and, yep. and to build lore and that sort of thing. Cheryl brings up a really cool point in the chat that Marvel Disney Plus is going to change a lot about the way we think about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is very true. So clearly, they already have kind of plans to do that. I wonder if they will try to expand that to Star Wars as well. I'm very, very interested in that. And I really want to know what this film is going to be in 23. What do you think this is going to be? Is this going to be the Taika or the, or the Ryan Johnson trilogy? I'm my money. Were I a betting man, I would put my money on the Taika film only because really? that's one they've announced. They've confirmed a little more recently. I think also Ryan is like working on other projects. Pretty probably like Knives Out Two is we have already got years greenlit. though, dude. Like oh yeah, but I mean, four years basically. I mean that's I, a long damn time. I agree, but I I think it'd be Taika, and I had no idea what it would be. But, I mean, hey, if it's Ryan, awesome. I, mean, I want nothing more than that Ryan Johnson trilogy. Don't get me wrong. But, um, you know, we'll see. Uh, like, Cher- like Cheryl's saying in the chat again, uh, the volume, the thing they use to make the Mandalorian is so expensive, they got to keep using it. So whatever they make. What, what is that? Is that the machine thing? Yeah, the, that, like, uh, renders in real time. the, the circular yeah. room with all yeah. the screens. That's some, so, some yeah. freaking George Lucas stuff, man. Like that, I, that, was the, oh. that was my favorite episode of that Mandalorian kind of behind-the-scenes show is when they showed the tech, the tech that yeah. they used. That thing was crazy. So they should yeah. be able to use it for all these things. I don't know, Charles, what do you think? Are we getting Taika? Are we getting Ryan? Are we getting something we don't even know about yet? I don't know, man. I, it's going to be one of them, too. It's not going to be something out of left field, but... I, I almost just want to say Taika because this Ryan Johnson project almost feels like it's not happening. I can't like, say it I, out loud. It I is happening. I know. Yeah, I, and I want it to happen for sure, but I just feel like there's been like little delays, yeah. little delays, and so I feel like it might be a little more distant. I, right I, I really want the Ryan Johnson trilogy to be a High Republic trilogy. Me like too. Like something completely original that has nothing to yeah. do with yeah. the main saga. I, I hope they're done with the main saga, quite frankly. Me too. Like, I'm, I doubt it. I don't think that they are. I don't, And you, you can't tell me that the Skywalker saga is over. You cannot tell me that no. that that Ray is done and Finn. You cannot tell me those characters are done forever. No, like, but they can no, definitely be done can, for you, a few years. Yes, I one hundred percent agree. Like five and years, like, five six years. Ever since they announced, like you guys have heard me talk about how weird I felt like the marketing campaign was for the Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. That they they marketed as like the yeah. the end of the Skywalker trilogy. Mm-hmm. Like I've always said that was weird and a bad call because. Like, there's a whole generation of Star Wars fans that were brought up with these characters, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the reason that we all love the Clone Wars TV show much, TV show so much is not because it's a great TV show. Yes, it is, but it's also because, like, it has Kenobi in it and Anakin in it. And those are the characters that we fell in love with in the prequels, right? right. So it would be a complete waste, a huge waste of IP and money and everything if they did not do something with Rey. Like... Yeah, how many little girls I were agree with raped that. for Halloween for the last five years? Like, yeah, exactly. And the other thing is that they would be kind of giving in to some of the toxicity right. in the fandom mm-hmm. too, right? If they're like, "Oh, you know what? People had a lot of bad things to say about this. Let's abandon yeah. that whole trilogy." Like, no, there's yeah. no way. No, no, and the, and I, and I do think we'll see that in five, six years. After though, I think 
Now I want to bring it back slash go forward to things like the High Republic. I want to talk about the books as a whole. The mm-hmm. books and comics right now are, are seriously like leading the charge, which is nuts. I would have never thought this even when we started this show that that's where we would be going as of right now. But we have so many books coming out now. There's so many comics now that we're kind of getting back on track. And they definitely seem to be going in a slightly different direction than they were. I think there's a more un- – it seems to be a more united goal at this point. Like the High Republic is obviously going to change everything. I, I, I mm-hmm. think it's not too bold to say. I yeah. think that they're starting something mm-hmm. in the books. They're putting it on the level of at least a TV show as far as importance goes. And we're getting a lot of series now. We're starting – like E.K. Johnston got multiple Queen Shadow books. Zahn is starting a new Thrawn trilogy. We're bringing in new writers to do Mandalorian novels and, and things like that. Like, how do you guys feel right now about the direction of the books? Like, where do you think they're they're really going? What is the mission statement behind them right now? Oh, that's tough. Yeah, I no think softballs in the living forest, Charles. Than, Welcome to the show. No. I know that well. I know that well. Um, I don't know that there's like a specific direction that every book and comic is moving towards. But I think one thing that you said is that they are all moving like towards more synergy and towards more connectedness. Like each project that has come out, just look at the Easter eggs that we do like at the end of our roundtables, right? Like there's so much stuff linking one project to the next, to the next, to the next. You okay, Coda? He just hit his head on the table. <laughs> hey, buddy. Um, <laughs> and uh, there's so much connected in this there. And I think we're seeing more and more as we go. And that was the entire point of having this kind of canon reboot, if you will, with Disney, right? Was to have every single story connected. And I think they are living up to that promise already and even more so as we go. So I think we're going to see it more and more. It's just going to make the overall experience better. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, we're seeing at least like the High Republic name – is now being dropped in so many places in the comics. I mean, it was mentioned in Charles Soule, com- Charles Soule's Star Wars number one comic he did. The, the let's see, Afra number two that came out last week. There was a High Republic mention. Like, they're really trying to make it these things important that they're creating, which I love. Like, they're creating these new characters. They're creating these new timelines. And they're making sure that people know they're important. I mean, their second ever audio drama was given to a brand new comic book character. Like, they went from yeah. Count Dooku... A prequel character that they knew their base grew up loving to a brand new comics character that not a lot of people had read because they had that much faith in her. Yeah. So I think that that honestly puts the show, the books, kind of on another level for me because I think that it's not impossible for us to get High Republic books based on small characters. It's not impossible for us to get a lot of books based on quote unquote smaller characters because they believe in their importance to the general universe. And that's fun because that's one of the fun things we've always loved about the books, right? Like yeah. all these small characters. Yeah, I I totally agree. I mean, you guys, uh, you've heard me talk about the expand the expansion of the expanded universe is what I love, right? Mm-hmm. I like the small stuff that has nothing new with the films that are like touches the films, but is is still something new and different. And I think Cheryl totally nailed it in the chat. She said the High Republic feels like a testing ground. That's what I was gonna say. And yeah, Alex agrees with with Cheryl in the chat there. Um, like that is the you, you asked like what is the I don't know how you exactly you put it, Eric. You said, what is the direction we're going in with books? Like, yeah. Like, what is the future of, of publishing look like? Um, I'm totally in agreement with Cheryl here. I think that the High Republic is like, it's the most ballsy thing by far that, 
that Lucasfilm Del Rey ever. has done, in yeah. my opinion. Like, ever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like... <laughs> I'll say it. Like, it has, has nothing to do with the films. There are no major characters. It's not an origin story. It's nothing. Like, it's a completely original thing. And yeah. that's, like, the most Legends book thing ever to do, is to complete a is to create a completely... It's like Darth Bane, man. Like, nobody... Yeah. like. Everything surrounding the entire Darth Bane trilogy is all new. Like, the state of the galaxy, the state of the Sith, the state of the Jedi. Like, it's all new, and, like, that's the High Republic. And we're going to see depictions of Jedi unlike we've ever seen before. And I yeah. hope that it's – I hope that – at least personally, I hope that the High Republic is not just, like – I hope it's not. I hope it's not a big pause after we have the the High Republic. I hope that yeah, it, it sure. isn't. It isn't just like. Let me see if I can phrase this correctly. I hope we don't have the High Republic. Like right now, we have a plan for the High Republic, right? I hope that we don't have the High Republic and there's no plans beyond the High Republic already. Like I hope yeah. that. Yep, I hear does, that. Does that make sense? Like I hope. Like it's obviously a test, yeah. but I hope they have already anticipated the success of the test and have already thinking beyond the test. If that makes sense. Like, yeah, because I hope they, we, I hope they're don't... creating a whole new era and they're creating a whole new kind of framework for where publishing could go. And you can't yes. just do your one because with the time it takes to write a novel, right. I assume at this point there have to be authors we don't know about that are working right. on higher public things. Right, right. I hope it's not just yeah. like. Like, we have High Republic, and we're going to wait and see if it makes money and see if it's successful, see if the fans like it. Let's see what Reddit says, right? Like, I hope it's not that. I hope it's – we yeah. anticipate we, – we know this is the right direction to go because it's been successful in the past in Star Wars history. We already have plans to go beyond this, and I hope it's, like, a long-term plan. I really think long-term planning yeah. has, to, has to be the future of Star Wars. Otherwise, I don't see how it can be successful. I mean, we can't continually have this negative experience of – horrible like toxic backlash after every single film that is like not sustainable i don't think yeah we have to just basically tune that out um as best we can and and that hilariously that leads me to kind of the last point in the state of the fandom is the fandom as a whole i i want to get your guys's ideas about how how we're doing i mean we we luckily i think live kind of within our utini bubble a lot like on our discord and our slack like People are so beautifully positive and have so many good creative ideas and negative views on characters in the films may be expressed here and there, but they're not dwelled upon, right? Whereas in other places, um, like, I mean, Twitter, like a lot of Twitter, a lot of Reddit, things like that, you can find these corners of people that just professionally tear down Star Wars things like it's their job. Um, Do you guys think, though, the Star Wars community as a whole, is that still a vocal minority? Are we still on the whole, a positive, encouraging community? Or do you think, like, h- how, are, how are we doing? How's the pulse? What do you guys think? Hmm. It's so hard to say. I, I really think it does come down to how lucky you are or are not with the part of fandom that you first come into interaction mm-hmm. with. And that's really unfortunate if your first interaction is on Twitter and, you know, there's going to be some, some negative aspect of, of whatever thread you're on, you know, that, that can be really overwhelming. And I will say that, you know, I have kind of tailored my, my social media to follow, you know, the people that I know are going to be positive. Like you can create your own bubble. Yeah. Like the NBA in Orlando. Kind of. Yeah, Exactly. (laughs) Uh, he, he lost a heartbreaker to the Raptors oh, earlier today, uh, I was wondering. but, but no, 
it's um I, I highly encourage people to do that like block accounts if you need to like uh you know block topics you know like spoilers whenever movies are coming out things like that like create the the system that you want to mm-hmm. be in you know that's what we did with utini on like a company-wide level and i think it has been really successful i'm a happier yeah, person right. being part of our discord and you know our you know following our discord members on twitter and those kind of things than i would be if i was just out there sure. on my own so it's hard to say what is the fandom doing as a whole i don't know humanity as a whole i feel like is moving in a negative <laughs> we're direction. in a rough Call spot me a cynic. i think it's safe to say <laughs> yeah but but we're but we're carving out a positive piece of yeah. that, and and I love that. Yeah, I mean, there's like a fine line between like creating a bubble and also like becoming blissfully unaware. I think in a lot of sure. ways, and I, like a self care. I, I try thing. to, yeah, and like I yeah. certainly go through phases, Charles, like where I will like turn everything off. I'm like I don't want to know anything is happening on Star Wars Twitter because it all makes me mad. You know what I mean? Like I just I just like we'll yeah. tune it all out, I'll unfollow folks and then I'll go through a phase and I'll go, what is this person up to? And I'll go look him up on Twitter and I'll, you know, add him back and that kind of thing. And like I think my current my current sort of attitude about this, I mean I obviously I created a positive Star Wars community that like really makes a strong effort to um, create this positive culture. And I think that's what's unique about Utenia, I, I guess, is not that we're not, like, just positive, right? Like, I, I think I think what people have a misconception about Utenia in a lot of ways is that we, we don't we don't censor everybody. Like, no, no. Like, people come into our Discord, we don't <laughs> censor people. Like, we don't, like... I think that's the difference between us and, say, some of the, some of the subreddits, right? Like... Mm-hmm. Some there there are a couple of positive Star Wars subreddits that are really entertaining to 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 like follow and stuff and like if you if you post anything negative they'll delete the post like we don't we don't do that at Utini we don't censor people if you're like if you come in and you're like super toxic just right out the gate like yeah we will block you and ban you if you if you come out with like Star Wars sucks like Disney sucks like I'm part of the fandom menace like if that's your attitude then like like we don't really tolerate that but like. The step down from that, which is like a normal person's response to Star Wars, is like, like it's really easy to get sucked into the whole Last Jedi hate in a lot of ways for for people, right? So yeah. it, whenever somebody brings up the Last Jedi in our Discord, I am always continuously humbled by our community and the way they respond to that because there is never a get the hell out kind of attitude. It's very much let's teach this person how to fall in love with this cool Star Wars thing. And yeah. I think that's that's the big difference between our community and a lot of communities. We, we, we make an effort to create a positive culture around Star Wars, like of how to enjoy this universe and not find displeasure in it. Yeah. And so, like, my, my current social media, like, bubble, I guess, I try not to block people that have anything negative to say like i try not to block people period or unfollow people on twitter like it takes a pretty big big thing for me to unfollow you on twitter like so i try to surround myself with a fair balance so to answer your question eric like what is the state of the fandom it's in a weird place right now man like Mm -hmm. it feels a lot like it did to me it feels a lot like it did after the last jedi yeah i don't know if it feels like that to you guys Uh, like there was that period of like there was that period of like super toxic awfulness after the last jedi we're always we're just like all right this is making us uncomfortable people are being really racist and sexist on twitter like this is like a level of toxicity we've never seen before like this is absolutely awful 
like we're in like the aftermath of that now i feel like with yeah and, and i think also like there, there's a moment of 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 post last jedi-ness where a lot of us that loved the film were like okay we'll we'll tune out the trolls whatever and there was also something else that you could look forward to and say hey if this wasn't your bag that's fine there's episode nine coming out but i think right now for people that don't watch the tv shows or don't watch the books they just want to live in the fact that the last Star Wars movie was not something I didn't like. Or, like, there. Yeah. so there's kind of that sour taste and there's not a future to look forward to. And I think you actually phrased it very nicely is that if you don't like something, that's fine. I mean, go back to our Rise of Skywalker episodes. The three of us weren't super hot on the film. But you can decide as a human being, hey, I either want to sit in my hatred of a thing Every day, and that's that, and that's your decision. You can totally do that. That's or it's my like, existence. That's my yeah. existence and interpretation and experience in Star Wars is hating everything. Yeah. Or you can be like, "This wasn't my bag. What can I love instead?" Or you know. And I think that's where a lot of fandom is is starting to go. And I think when we get things like The High Republic, Mandalorian season two, we hear about the twenty twenty three movie. This community yes. is always ready to love something new. And I think that's where we got to focus on. Like, there's so much good yeah. content coming out. When the new Thrawn book comes out, all the Thrawn heads are going to rise up with Paul um, and be like, oh, my gosh, yeah. yes, Thrawn is back. I'm so excited. Mandalorian, we're going to get back to that weekly discourse about how awesome Star Wars is. Like, I'm really excited for the future of Star Wars. I see a lot of people now that are in a little bit of a holding pattern to figure out um, that aren't sure what they like, aren't sure what they don't. But I think we have a lot of stuff we're going to be able to latch on in the future, and I can't yeah. freaking wait to share it with you guys, to share it with yeah. everyone that who's is, listening, to go on Twitter and find out what's going on. That's certainly It's certainly easier to look forward with positivity now than it was after The Last Jedi, to me anyway. Yeah, um, I think there's there's lights. There's some light ahead. Right. There's, and there's, there's, a there's a new light era. Ahead. Yeah, there's a lot. Of- if Star Wars fans are good at one thing, it's hope. Yeah. yeah. And I think we always have hope for the future of Star Wars and the future of the fan. No question. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, kind of related to this, briefly, just to touch on this, did you guys both listen to the, uh, what was that fan fiction audio drama that they did? Duel of the Fates, the, uh, the Colin Trevorrow crap. script they made into an audio drama. Oh, my God. That was so good. Yeah. Yeah. I do want to, because this, when this first came out, a lot of people were like, you can only listen to this if you hated Rise of Skywalker, if you love Skywalker, then you don't like it was very divisive but ultimately it was very divisive it felt like a it felt like a i i don't like to look at the Raylo community as a negative community at no. all like that that's a very interesting like niche of star wars that like really is really into the relationship between between yeah. ben solo we have and, a beautiful and Ray. amount of Raylos and utini like we love you guys yes we have a ton of Raylos and utini but like there was a very vocal part of that community i think it was even a minority of that community yeah that like became a sort of level of toxicity about the rise of Skywalker, the way that the really awful people with the last Jedi did like, yeah, because they were just so unhappy with the way the relationship turned out and that it got really toxic and bullying and everything on the internet. It was awful. And like, unfortunately this, uh, uh, duel of the fates or whatever, feels like a response to that in a little bit, which I don't like at all. Like, I don't like bending your will to, uh, to any negative part of a community, but, it yeah. was good. It was yeah, fun to listen because, to. It was almost like an alternate history book. That's exactly it. Because So for those of you that never heard of this thing before, Colin Trevorrow was the original writer-director of Episode Nine before Creative Differences got spread. After Rise of Skywalker came out, his script got leaked. It was called Duel of the Fates. And it was a full script that got released online. And a bunch of people 
who didn't love Rise of Skywalker, then took that dislike and made something creative with it. They found the script. They recorded a full audio drama with sound effects. Like, literally, it's like Aphra. It's like Dooku Jedi Lost. And they're like, this is something we made, and this is something that could have happened, but I like to think of it as, like, a modern Legends book. Like, it's not what happened in the timeline, but it has the characters I love, and it was really well made. And I think stuff like that is great for this community. Like, there has been more fan fiction. There has been more fan art. There has been more, like... <clears throat> unity and creation of star wars yeah. recently than ever before and i think that's really right. freaking cool and that needs to keep on going yeah. um because, it's like legends yeah it feels like legend. legends like uh, joxy said that in the chat he, he called it modern legends in yep. the chat like 100 feels like legends and uh like i don't really know how else to describe it like I've, i never really imagined that fan fiction would fit into star wars like this but it does kind of fit and it's easy to separate it in your head yep. canon in a lot of ways so exactly so there we go hey check that out if you want uh, it's on any podcast player but we are going to be keeping you guys posted on all the comings out in star wars going forward god we got movies we got tv shows we got books we got everything and i want to say the state of the fandom is strong and i'm really proud of all you guys i'm excited to keep uh going through it with you and next week, I believe, uh, we are going to be bringing on a guest to the show to talk about Star Wars, uh, which is going to be the host of um, Beltway Bantha, Steven. Uh, so tune back in next Monday for that. And we're going to be talking about some good politics. We'll talk about some Padme talk. We'll talk about Palpatine. It's going to be great. But on that note, my friends, that is going to do it for this week's episode of The Living Force. If you are already supporting us over on Patreon, tonight you can head over to Discord and join the Aftermath After Show video chat right now to hang out with us for the after party. The $5 tier Patreons get to listen, $10 get to join. A special thank you to Cheryl Bell, Drew Iberondo, Alec Householder, and Patrick Ortiz on our Jedi High Council, and Sally and Chris Eilerson on our Alliance High Command for their amazing support of this show. You can find us on Twitter. I'm at Eric Eilerson. Corey is at DocStarWarsMD. Charles is at C. Hankel. A special thank you to Matt Davenport, our amazing editor, Wes, our producer and community manager and host. Thank you to Corey, Charles, Wes for podcasting with me. Thank you to all of you who joined us on this experiment of a night. We'll see you next week. And as always, may the force be with you. There is no hatred. There is joy. There is no division. There is union. There is no apathy. There is passion. There is no gatekeeping. There is community. This is the Utini Star Wars fan code. Embrace it. Live by it. And above all, trust in the living force. That's all for this week. Join our community and surround yourself with like-minded fans by visiting us online at utini.com. Until next time, may the force be with you. <laughs>